Welcome to Fright School. One man's willing descent into the dark abyss that lives at the heart of the American horror film. Over the next few weeks, I, Joshua Napier, am going to play horror Sherpa to Joe Farron's journey to the mountains of madness. Are you ready? Class is in session. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> welcome back to Fright School, everyone. Or welcome to another exciting edition of Fright School. Fright School, <laughs> here it is. Uh, so, how you been? Any new things happening? What's going on? What's happening? What's um, happening? What's, happen- what's happening, Captain? Uh, things are good. Um, just, you know, doing my thing. Living out loud. Waiting to exhale. <laughs> Getting my groove back. I don't know. I'm just. It's a totally different genre of films. I was going to say, about. it was uh, <laughs> empowering women comedies from the late 90s, I think. Right. Dramedies. Waiting to, mm. wait, waiting to exhale, living out loud, um, set it off. Ah, I love <laughs> set it off, actually. That's a great movie. That is, yeah, I really like that movie. I love me some Vivica A. <laughs> yeah. Well, I freaking love Queen Latifah in that movie. Oh, yeah. yes. So Diana. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyways. Yeah. So same here. Just uh, working, classing. Working and classing. Working and classing. You classing that working. Musicking. How's the musicking? <laughs> you guys performed recently, right? Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm working on just, you know, writing. Writing, writing, writing. Classing, working, writing. Yep, that's what it is. Reading. Reading to filth. Hunting, shooting, fishing. Mm. <laughs> just, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I was like, how Ohio that's a, of that's you? That's an AbFab episode title. Hunting, shooting, fishing? Well, they did a whole uh, season where all the names were like that. It was like cleaning, birthing. <laughs> Hunting, shooting, fishing was one, and then the others. What were the others? Book clubbing. <laughs> but the, all the titles were like that. Um, I really need to watch an episode of AdFab. Yeah, you do. It's f- hilarious. But not here. We will not. I, they no. didn't really do any horror stuff. No, that's well. That's actually not true. That's They're, horrifying to some other people. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, no. Nope, otherwise, just. Uh, that's it, staying, uh, staying busy. I'm working nine to five to stay alive. That's right. Uh, I was looking for horror news, um, but I didn't really see anything. Um, I do have some horror news. Um, horror in, news. <laughs> in horror news, um, uh, Diana's all up on the <laughs> all up in the boulevard. I'm kidding. I'm trying to make a bit happen. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I, th- I thought maybe you had a plan for that. No, no plan. Just. Uh, we don't write this, people. Yes. We just talk. It just comes. Uh, I am excited that uh, Sci-Fi renewed the uh, Channel Zero that I talked about. Yes, uh, yes. For two more seasons. Uh, oh, wow. Three and four. They're going to, yeah. So, I mean, the two hasn't even come out yet. So, that's exciting. Uh, that made me happy uh, to, to read that today. What else? What else? Just kind of looking here. They were going to reboot um, Friday the 13th, but I guess that's been canceled now. Oh. So, that's a bummer. Uh, we 
talked about Halloween, so this is kind of exciting. John Carpenter uh, uh, is going to do a new sequel, I guess, to Halloween that's going to pick up after, like, the original second sequel. Uh, let's see. Let me look here. So the per Mr. Carpenter's Facebook page... Uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are joining the project to oh, blah, blah, blah. What? Anyways, I might even do the music, maybe. Could be kind of cool. It'll be in theaters October 19, 2018. So from what I understand, it's supposed to be like a... Uh, yeah, like a follow-up to the original like second sequel. So mm, okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's, you know, exciting news. You know, for anybody who likes Halloween or horror in general. <laughs> um, otherwise, we are going to do a very special mini episode. So, or it'll probably be out already by the time you hear this. Uh, yes, it'll oh, be wow. out before this. So we're not going to talk too much about it. But the Santa Clarita Diet, I loving that show. So check, listen to our mini sode about it because we're going to give all the spoilerly details on the new spoilerly. Drew Barrymore Netflix uh, hit. Oh, and Timothy Oliphant, I guess. Tim- Timothy Which Oliphant, he had like top billing, but I feel like she's the star. But I guess I mean they share obviously, but she. But I just noticed that yeah. um, he has the. It was like he was listed first. Oh, so men, right? Whatever, whatever. Obviously, he doesn't know who Drew Barrymore is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so woo, we are talking about uh, one. I mean, come on. It's, oh, 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 wait. Super Bowl happened, and during the Super Bowl, there was a lovely commercial trailer. For Stranger Things season two, that's right. They're making us wait till Halloween. Those bastards. I am. Yeah, I'm very bummed because didn't the last one come out during the summer? It came out like July, July, like early, like summer, like early summer. Yeah, so I'm very depressed that we have to wait that long, especially because they're like pumping up like the marketing machine so much. So I'm like, oh cool, maybe it must be coming out, and then they're like, oh October. I'm like, what? Halloween. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm very upset. But whatever. We'll have a uh, we'll have a binge-a-thon and then uh, do a whole little mini-sode about it. Yeah. <laughs> I will have, like, an education by then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was just re-watching that. I watched the first three episodes again. So I'm, I'm sort of, it's uh, something I'm watching in my downtime, re-watching Ooh. Uh, Stranger Things with a, uh, with a renewed perception. You know, since I'd already seen it once, mm-hmm. so. Watching it again. Picking up more of it. Yeah. I did want to bring that up because I have a lot to say about um I have a lot to say about Johnny Depp's character and the guy who plays Steve in <laughs> their similar hairstyles. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, that's, uh, Stranger Things definitely borrows from A Nightmare on Elm Street, along with, you know, a million other things. It's it, it's a good synthesis, mm-hmm. like American Horror Story, you know, yeah. it kind of, it uh, brings a lot of things through a, a, a very particular eye, a uh, very particular perspective. Uh, so today we're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street, and before we do, um, I did want to have a little ode to Mr. Wesley Earl Wes. Craven, the writer and director of A Nightmare on Elm Street, who died uh, last August, uh, or no, gosh, 2015. So, man, gosh, already two years. Uh, Gone too soon. Yeah. Um, How old was he when he died? Well, 76. 
you know, so after scaring, you know, half the world to death for the last <laughs> 30 years, I guess, you know, but anyways, yeah. So RIP Wes Craven, I did want to do a little, uh, you know, Wes Craven's biggest hits kind of thing real quick, just to do it down the line. Obviously, Last House on the Left, that's uh, from 1972. That's one of his uh, first horror films. I know he did another movie, but I'm not sure if it was a horror film. So, sorry, I'm going to start with that one. Exploitation horror film uh, about these um, men who rape this girl and like leave her for dead and then I think stumble upon like her family who takes like vengeance on them. Oh. Yes. They like um they remade that, right? They did. Yeah. Yeah. They remade it. And that's something that they've, you know, done. Um, um it, it, they a lot of the themes that have been borrowed for a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how I kind of look at it. Who was in that remake? I know Aaron Paul played one of the rapists. Yeah, and I thought somebody, other, some other... There's some big names in it. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Hold on, I'm, my imaginary intern is looking it up right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a very uh, vicious kind of you know early horror film. Very, um, oh man, it says it has a 61%. Approval rating. <laughs> Although Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars out of four, about as four times as good as you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see other ones. The Hills Have Eyes. That's a great one. You know, family stumbles upon mutants in the middle of nowhere. Um, are you finding what you were looking for? I'm looking. I'm looking. All right, I'll keep going. Uh, the Serpent and the Rainbow, that is really... I like that movie a lot with... Uh, Isabel Pullman, I think, is in it. Uh, yeah, he plays... Oh, my uh, God. Oh. What? So, Tony Goldwyn, who plays uh, President Fitzgerald Grant III on Scandal. Uh, Monica Potter. Um I can't think of something she was in. Um, she was in a bunch of comedies from that from the early late 90s early 2000s sarah paxton plays the girl um let's see uh ricky lindholm is in it too uh yeah these are all it's one of those movies where it's like you when you watch it they all look familiar but you wouldn't know anybody's name yeah Hmm. oh spencer treat clark who plays like <laughs> I always call him Busted Haley Osmond, <laughs> uh, Haley Haley Joel Osmond because he was the little boy in Gladiator. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyways, so yeah, the Serpent in the Rainbow is very cool. It's about voodoo. This the doctor who goes down uh, an eth- or not a doctor. He's an ethnobotanist to find out about this like powder that they're using to turn people into zombies. Maybe it could be used as like an anesthetic in surgery. Uh, and then, you know, it's voodoo, so stuff stuff goes down. Stuff goes down on the voodoo. Yeah. Uh, what else? The People Under the Stairs. Ooh. That's fun. Have you ever seen that? That's about, like, this uh, twisted, like, brother and sister who have all these, like, kids that they've kidnapped, and they keep them in their basement. Um, they have, like, a, a daughter. And Together? 
No, I think she was kidnapped too. Oh, okay. There's definitely like a lot of weird incestual like tones to it, but uh, yeah. So and then they try to like collect like a good a, a, a boy who'll be good, but they won't behave, you know. So then they have to put them in the basement and find another one. Oh, uh, so it's that's yeah, that's a fun movie. <laughs> uh, just trying to look through Scream, obviously, which we haven't got to, but we're going to talk about on this podcast very soon. Very very soon. Can't very, wait. Very soon. We're getting there. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of other, other really good ones. Well, I mean, the last thing that he was working on was, uh, the Scream TV series and the girl in the photographs, which I still haven't seen, but I would like to, but yeah, so Wes Craven, man, he's been, uh, he and like John Carpenter, uh, Ridley Scott, you know, those are the, the men who have been making the movies that I love. For, Making the horrors for the last thirty years, uh, but yeah. So, R.I.P. West. That was really that was one of those. You know, again, last time we talked about like the loss of Mary Tyler Moore, and um, uh, who else? John Hurt. You know, so talking about like deaths that affect you. Like you know, um, his was really you know when I saw West had died. That was like oh, you know, another another one. That I was love a that bummer. you call him Wes. Yeah, it was a bummer. Mr. C- Mr. Craven. So yeah, so just a little uh, little tribute to Wes before we dive into the incredible Nightmare on Elm Street. So you watched it by yourself this time. I did. Uh, how did you like that? What was your um, initial reaction? <laughs> my initial. Uh, I really liked it. I will say that um, so far up till now the. Um, the Exorcist has been my favorite one. I think A Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite one right now. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I I just thought it was like it was the right amount of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it, it was a it's definitely like of the time period. But like I think what I love the most is that I was starting to see I was starting to see how it informed other horror like other oh, modern yeah. horror and other um, like Stranger Things, I was trying to. I was really just starting to see how that kind of all pieced together, and that was really, um, really, really great. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Um, I was like, "There's just so much blood." It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's just so much blood. Yeah, uh, five hundred gallons of blood were used in the, or you know, fake blood were used in the production. And I com- I did not see like. Because it starts, it starts the film with uh, Tina, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get Tina." I was ready. I was gear. I was like strapping myself in to have like a whole movie full of Tina, and um, that's not a euphemism for crystal meth uh, for right. our <laughs> for our um, addicted homosexual users out there. Uh, <laughs> and partyers, I, yes, our partyers. Capital T. Um, I. I was like, I completely was thrown for a loop. I'm like, oh shit, she died. I'm like, they, he killed her. And then, yeah, it was it was really interesting. There's some more specific things that I'll I want to get into, but later. But that was just my initial reaction. Was just, oh wow. Yeah, I like I've always liked that. And uh, when they start off with somebody who you think you're gonna follow, and then that's not who you're gonna follow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and her death scene is awesome, you know, with her, like, f- being dragged up the Yeah, which, which and... was, like, I'm, like, oh, and now I'm starting to see where other people are referencing other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I, that's obviously like a reference to poltergeist. Mm-hmm. That's a reference to even a little um, exorcist in there yeah. too, as well. I mean, a girl in her panties getting dragged around by a supernatural force. Yeah, which kind of like floats above the bed. Oh yeah, but um, I did not. <laughs> I I was there's some of those things where the like dialogue happens where you know it's just it's just of the time and like the whole stuff with. Um, I think his name's Rick, the 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 boyfriend, Tina's boyfriend, who's like you know blah blah blah, you know like well I'm a tough guy. And Rod, 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 yeah. Rod. There you go. Um, yeah, I I thought that was just so interesting, but it was just so much blood. I was I thought we were watching The Shining, <laughs> it's like The Shining again. Yeah, no, there is a lot of blood, especially in the scene with uh, where Johnny Depp's character dies and like, yeah. the bed, you know, like erupts and the geyser. Uh, that is so cool, which they filmed, you know, like upside down. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so cool. I love such a good scene. <laughs> Seeing Johnny Depp in his first film role. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, was like, cool. <laughs> I thought, who is this? Is this Skeet Ulrich? And I'm like, All no, right. it's too, it's too. Um, <laughs> It's too old to be Skeet Ulrich. I'm like, yeah, it's it's um, it's freaking Johnny Depp. Yep, little Johnny, little Johnny Depp, who I guess uh, was when uh, accompanying his friend Jackie Earl Haley to the audition. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, he went with him uh, at the time, who was going to audition, and oddly enough, played Freddy Krueger in the remake in 2010. Oh, okay, which is really kind of a cool like twist i don't know what jackie was going out for at the time i don't know if he was going out for the character that johnny depp got or a different one but uh, apparently that was the 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 story is that he just kind of went along uh with him and then i guess on a whim decided to audition and wes craven's like daughters picked out his photo you know Mm -hmm. out of a you know a stack and was like this guy that's how he got the job anecdotally (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, all allegedly. Ana- this is all anecdotal. <laughs> Don't sue us, you damn know, it. I, you know, you read things online, and you know, again, like with anything, you know, a movie that becomes mythology, you know, or, or iconic has its own mythology. So who it's knows? just part of the mythology. Yes. Who knows what the uh, what the truth of that is? I saw in the mm-hmm. credits that there one of the nurses was last name Craven. Was it? Uh, it was like Mary something Craven or M oh. something Craven. I I. I just was like, oh, I, I, I don't know why I kept, hmm. kept watching after that, but. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know uh, who that is. <laughs> so so then, then we get into Nancy, and Nancy, I'm just like, oh. Like, Langenkamp, love her. I'm like, oh, like 80s Hermione, like with those. <laughs> right. <laughs> with the, with like, you know, mousy is like the word. I, <laughs> mousy. And then like with the hair, big, poofy, the cardigan. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy Johnny Depp's belly shirt that he wore when he, <laughs> right. did, when he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fashion is. is the lovely. fashion is phenomenal. And it's funny because I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching this having watched, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 before watching the original. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, I mean, we didn't watch it all the way because uh, it was a pretty late night, but I remember, I just remember thinking this is just uh, such different films. Like oh, two yeah. completely different films. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I think Wes Craven originally. When he wrote the film, he didn't intend for there to be a sequel, mm-hmm. so he didn't write the ending like it's got a twist ending, you know. So his ending was she wakes up; it was all sort of like a, a nightmare, 
Um, and then you find, oh, well, it's actually a nightmare within a nightmare within a nightmare within a nightmare. You know, it's like this yes. sort of echoing. It's and, like Inception. And the studio wanted that, obviously, because they want, you know, they wanted to have a sequel. And so, you know, Wes dropped out. I was like, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to be involved in that. And so, yeah, clearly the tones of the of the movies are, are very different. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, when are we going to see Johnny Depp in the jockstrap? Right. Yeah, seriously. Uh. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about Marge's drinking problem. Marge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's actually, that's, uh, that's a big part of the theme of the film is sort of this like parental irresponsibility, parental um, absence, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, the, uh, which we did talk a lot about a little bit in Halloween, right? Yeah. in Halloween and, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a little bit of that. You know, you just want to go like, where are these kids parents? Like, what is going on? You know, but yeah, she's drinking. The dad's like all obsessed with his job. You know, it's, it's a film about like the children's experience. I just didn't like, I, they didn't hint at that at all until like, you start to see her more, and yeah. then all of a sudden she's like, "I don't know, I don't know how she got the hat. I'll call you back." And then like hiding a bottle behind her, and I'm like, "You're drinking." I'm, I'm like, "Where did this drinking problem come yeah. from?" Yeah. Well, it's like it slowly uh, unveils because it's like you know they, the parents are almost like villains themselves, you mm-hmm. know, because they all know, yeah. they all know who that their kids are talking about. They all know what they did. You know that they participated in in his murder. You know, for better or worse. Uh, you know, well, not for better or worse, but for um, in the vigilante uh, vigilante justice. You know, the, and they are hiding this from their kids, along with all their other you know like problems that slowly you know start to show up throughout the throughout the film. It's it's more unveiling of that. I I think they could start it a little early. You know, maybe yeah. hinted at a little earlier, of course. But you know, I what, what definitely. <laughs> I definitely envisioned something a little bit different because I knew I I'd known from conversations we had I knew kind of where the origin of Freddy Krueger like where he comes from right and I knowing that I kind of pictured something a little bit different from as far as reactions from the parents like I totally saw like I totally saw it in my head as like this was a this was vigilantism but spearheaded by Nancy's dad because he's the lawman. And then all the other parents kind of like look to him. I felt like there could have been a lot, there could have been more of that. Um, there was a yeah. little bit of that, like at the funeral, there's a little bit like sprinkled throughout, but I just wanted more. And I think maybe that's like, if they're going to tell any story next, they, they should consider telling the story about how the parents kind of got together to do that. Right. Cause that would be, I think very interesting. Well, and you know, it's interesting cause it's, it's, it's expanded on in the remake that they did because originally, um, Wes Craven wrote it that he was a child molester. Uh huh. And they said child murderer. Yeah. But they changed it because, um, one, there was a huge case uh, um, of child abuse happening in California at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't want to look exploitative. Um, so that was one thing. And it just, you know, there was a lot of push to make it, you know, able to be as widespread and seen, you know, by as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, especially because it came out in November. Like, it was, like, released November 9th, 1984, like, a month before I was born. But, you know, getting close to the holidays, they're going to release this big, you know, kind of horror film. I, yeah. I, you know, I think they didn't... I think it probably would have been very damaging to be like, oh, we made this movie about a child molester. But they bring that back into 
the original into or the, the remake. remake. Yeah, they they bring that back and they make that a little bit more obvious. Where you know, as the story begins unveiling, you know, that you get flashbacks of the kids where the parents are finding these like scratch marks on them, um, and they're talking about this place that this guy's taking them to, and there's photographs found. You know, like so it kind of uh, unveils a little bit more, and then the um, one of the characters dreams he sees the original like what happens as they all chase him into this building and set it on fire and you know he and they and, and that and they kind of twist it too because the thing is is that they make you think that he was actually innocent that so it's like so it's weird it's oh yeah so they mess with like the you know the the situation that maybe the kids made it up and that's why they're being killed because the parents they there was no trial there was nothing they just you know accused him and so it's like punishment for that all these years later taking their children from them um but yeah anyways. interesting <laughs> yeah so it's sort of well now i have to watch the remake right and this i mean and regardless it's the same in this you know in this film is that they still they did vigilante justice and you know whatever he's going to haunt them in their dreams <laughs> haunt them and there was a um I was like, okay, Marge is wearing a lot. I was obsessed with her because mm-hmm. I was like, she is wearing a lot of bronzer. Yeah. <laughs> she, it was. I like her nails. Yes, her nails. Just her, the way she looks. Her very, like, like, 80s. Coral lipsticks. Her very 80s, like, man, women, like, women haircut, mm-hmm. like, you know, very, yeah. like, the living daylights, very Diana, very, uh. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, just, it was, it was great. And then, and then. She's like, come to the, come to the basement. <laughs> I'm like, why can't, why can't she? That's where she's like drinking. She's all, uh, come on down. <laughs> she's like, I got his glove right, right. here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saved a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, and the ah. hat. They have the hat. The yeah. hat and the glove. And I, I really did. I loved, um, I loved the whole opening where he's making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, the, I was already, I'm like, okay, this is good because this is like a true making of the, of the, of the demon making of the, the monster. Really, really great. Um, the whole time I kept thinking because in, when I was going to middle school, there was this, um, there was a staff member in the in the middle school principal's office, um, in the admin office, and he um, he his his name was uh, Fred Cruz, but um, everyone called him Kruger, uh, Freddy Kruger. So I just remember yeah, I get that every. Oh, I'm glad you do. I, I <laughs> did I mansplain that enough for you? <laughs> like, thank you, Joe. Wait, who is Fred Kruger? Well, he was this child murderer, quote, quote. Um, but yeah, so I just kept thinking about him. I kept mm-hmm. seeing his face and um, it was, it's interesting because he had, he had like one of those, he had like the scars from like cystic acne uh, and, but he was this really, so unfortunate. he was this really tough guy. Like mm-hmm. he had like this beard and he was all like super macho, but like still okay still approachable to kids because he worked in a middle school like admin office but he had kruger on everything like that was his handle on the radio like everyone called him fucking kruger like it that's was hysterical thing. i was like I love oh it. and i just and then towards the towards the end of the movie as i was thinking more about him i'm like probably not the best nickname to have in like a school full of children right <laughs> Is the, you know, the monster who was killed because he, like, molested them. So, um, yeah, probably not. 
<laughs> when you reflect on it. When I reflect on yeah. it, it was probably not the best situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, what else to talk about with this? Uh, yeah, definitely with the parents. Uh, you know, that's like one of the themes is like the uh, you know absent parents. Um, you know, kind of these teenagers left to their own uh, sexuality. There's an idea that Freddy Krueger represents that, like the the, mm-hmm. the horror of adolescence, like the fear. You know, and, and all the change. You know, all the changes that happen. All the you know uncertainty. Uh, you know, um, Heather Langenkamp has been quoted as calling it a feminist movie, but also like a youth empowerment movie, mm, you know, sort of because like the kids aren't trusted by their parents and something really horrible is happening to them. And they're being knocked off one by one. And it's like, look at the reality of what's happening here. Like something is clearly going down and you're still condescending to me and still telling yeah. me that I, you know, I don't understand. Nancy says to her dad, you used me. Yeah. <laughs> you used me. You used and me. And she runs off with her little backpack. Oh, and like, <laughs> just what I know about like horror tropes, I, <laughs> I, so as the movie was going on, I'm like, oh, I'm getting like strapping into, you know, get to get ready to have Tina as my heroine for the rest of the, mm-hmm. the rest of the film. And then Tina fucking has sex. And I'm like, oh yeah. God, I was, I was so confused. I was like, is she, is she not the final girl? <laughs> nope. Not and, at all. and then she wasn't. Um, which brings me to so she has her little dream where um, you know, you know, Tina. Right. <laughs> Tina. And then like he comes out of the alley, his arms are so long. Yeah, well, they start stretching. Yeah. And they start stretching to, you know, to um, you know, uh to scratch at the walls. And I just kept thinking, like, this is this is probably the movie where you this is the movie that sets up that like trope or that um that uh convention where you have where people in like other films and in other in like other movies and other literature reference horror films that have a strong central villain but that when they're talking about those movies they're always talking about like scenes from those movies yeah and this one is just it was just like a series of different scenes so when the movie finally ended i was really confused i was like it it seems so it seemed very simple when Nancy was like, I just don't believe in you anymore. And now you're an energy and then your energy goes away. And so then she wakes up and then it just ends abruptly. I was so thrown by it. Um, I was like that all of this for all of this. And that's like our payoff. That's I, I still feel, mm-hmm. I still feel anxious. Well, maybe that was, you know, West Green's yeah. tension. But then you find out, Oh, he's not really dead and that they're trapped again. Yeah. You they're know, trapped in of. the dream. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's another big theme of the movie is like reality and, um, and, 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 and the dream, you know, and dreaming, like when are we conscious? When are we unconscious? And I, I really like that about the movie that there's a lot of scenes where it starts out where you think that, you know, it, this person is clearly awake and then they're not, you know, mm-hmm. and it, the movie goes back and forth with that and really messes with like the audience expectation of what's going to happen. And I really like that. Um, yeah, I guess it does sort of end rather abruptly, like, but in the sense that it gives like, you know, there's like false hope where she wakes up and oh, everything's all right. And yeah. it's like a sunny day. My hair her, is in a beautiful French braid. Exactly. <laughs> you know, her mother is all happy again and no, you know, no Tina's problem. alive. Rod's yeah. alive. There they are in their little uh, convertible that rolls up and they're, everybody's happy. And then, no, nope, there's Mr. Kruger ready to take him. And then she, and then Marge gets sucked through the door. Oh, I know. 
like, oh gosh, and what a terrible like effect that is. That's when you a, slow it down yeah. and like watch it. Because <laughs> like, it's just ah. a miniature, you know, it's like a little doll being pulled through and it's just terrible. <laughs> she gets sucked through the door. Um, the <laughs> uh, Freddy Krueger on fire was also like, you could tell like, oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the effects in it are interesting, like the uh, the uh, the stairs, the pancake. Mm-hmm. It's like a pancake mix when she's oh yeah, when she's like ah, yeah, like gotta through. get you Nancy. Yeah, that's it, that's kind of I, I like. I, I don't know. I think it was very inventive. They do a lot of in in camera practical effects because it's 1984, uh, you know, and the, the few computer generated ones. Like, there's like a scene where he jumps out like with Tina behind the tree, and it's like so obvious that it's like a great like he's suddenly there. Yeah. But speaking of that, so yeah. Tina or not Tina, Nancy sees a man in a suit. And then doesn't see him again. Who's the man in the suit? I think he's following her. He's like Lee. He's Lee. There's police watching her, oh, waiting okay. to see if if Rod makes contact with her. Okay, because that was not that wasn't clear. That no. I was like, uh, who that who that is? Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. He's there, like keeping an eye on her. You know, not very well, like not being, you know, inconspicuous at all. Like, hello, if you're going to follow somebody around, like you can't stand around all black suit, black glasses staring at them from behind a tree. Yeah. Like clearly. (laughs) Well, because I was like, Nancy saw Halloween. Okay. I was going to say this is a Halloween (laughs) reference. (laughs) And, uh, oh, can we please talk about, so the, the, the dad, the, the dad who played the sheriff, you know, the sheriff dad, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what is with like that kind of like that kind of like face that he had like John Saxon. He just had that face, you know, that just, I'm a, I'm a hardened man of the eighties face. Yeah. Condescending. <laughs> Very condescending. Yeah. Like he, he was the same complexion as his wife. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he's so, and it's like, what is my daughter doing? Having a sleepover at another girl's house? Well, I get with the other guys too, but yeah, I don't know the whole thing. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's a, he's a jerk. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp, morality suck, morality man. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, but they're not doing. They weren't doing a really good job. She's like, that's why she asked us over so we could watch her while she slept. You were in another fucking room, and yeah, the whole thing. she was getting her brains fucked out. Like, it's, yeah. but it's because Nancy can't, or else she can't survive the film. You know, so mm-hmm. she has to be the chased one. She, has, you know, mm-hmm. so and I had forgotten, like you know, when we last, you know, earlier in the in the. Uh, semester uh, we talked about uh, their relationship and i forgot that it is a little bit more than je- like plato i mean they do kiss and stuff you yeah know, at the beginning but nothing more than that um but still you know that's that's why she gets burned and cut you know because she was kissing but she didn't go all the way so she doesn't get murdered no that, i was just so it's so definitely I, those conventions so i sure. still yeah i would disagree that it's a feminist film based on that because you know obviously the girls are punished well ever i mean everybody's punished and you know all of them die regardless um but well not all of them well you don't we, we don't really see that i'm guessing yeah. that nancy could have been killed but she shows up in the sequels so i'm going to assume she wasn't killed uh, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert right uh, but the, just the idea that yeah, she's kind of pulled off into the into the nightmare. Although they don't really ever satisfy that, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they they do. Well, we'll talk about the sequels in a bit because um, I do want to talk a little bit about them. But yeah, because because the ending of Na- a Nightmare on Elm Street is left kind of open, it doesn't really make much sense that Nancy is able to go on and be an adult, and then she comes back as like a 
is she a therapist or something later? She's like a dream. She's in one of my favorites, The Dream Warriors. That's a great sequel uh, where all the kids are in like this institution for like disturbed kids with like sleep problems and stuff. And they're all like being hunted by Kruger. But see, I I would thought that they were setting it up to be like um, Allie Larder's character in the uh, Final Destination films, mm. where she where she's like the one who ends up in a she puts she puts herself in a mental institution so that way you know no one else can die or whatever she uh, and I, I well like I thought that that's where they were going with it is that uh, she was eventually going to be institutionalized because she just has she's like she can't sleep you just need to sleep Nancy just sleep sleep yeah. Nancy. Yeah, again, and that... Where do dreams come from, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> there is some bad 80s dialogue. I, was just like, I like <laughs> when she's screaming in the... St- like, when she wakes up. But, you know, when she falls asleep in study hall or in that class or whatever, which uh-huh. actually has one of my favorite. Because that quote, like, you know, from... Um, Julius Caesar? Yeah, from Caesar is so good. Or, no, it's from Hamlet, actually. No, I thought they were reading Caesar. They are, but the, the quote's actually from Hamlet. The um, the, the um, shoot. If I was some, what is it? In a nutshell, shit. What's that quote? <laughs> uh, Hold on, we're looking it up. Yeah. Oh shoot! I was just thinking about it. Um, something. Let me look. Okay, yeah, so I found it here. So, yeah, no, it's from Hamlet, Act 2, Scene 2. I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space were it not that I have bad dreams. <laughs> I love that guy. Like, he's like, like <laughs> he says it on this creepy voice. And, you know, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, when she, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when she sees her in the, in the body bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that scene. Nancy. I've always loved that scene. Because, it, again, it's like, y- you don't know... Like that you've crossed over, you know, that she's asleep. But anyways, when she wakes up after that, like hysterical, you know, and the teacher comes by and she's like, I'll call your mother. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be the first thing you're going to say to a student who's been screaming. Like she, because she yells her name. She's like, Thompson, I'm going to call your mother. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> like what? In the well, like uh, <laughs> so they also make it so that like the teacher knows what happened. Like she's she like mm. love she like you know knowingly puts her hand on her like shoulder. Yeah, and then it's like I'm gonna call your mother. It's gonna be okay. I'm like, girl, you need to send this girl home. Send her home. Yeah. Plus, you need a hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh God, <laughs> where's your hall pass? <sighs> I thought it. I, I thought that scene was also great because it's. It's happening in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great because it's like, it, I, one of my, also one of my favorite scenes in the film is it's happening in broad daylight and around a, a bunch of people. Because yeah. if, if she had succumbed, she would have died in a classroom full of a bunch of people yeah. and everyone be covered in blood. It'd be like Carrie all over again. Yeah. That happens in a later uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um, sequel. Which one? Is it the fifth one? The third, the fifth, I don't, they all blend together because I've seen them all a hundred times, so I forget <laughs> like which one. But a girl like Freddie um, like sucks out her breath, and so she has like an asthma attack in the middle of class and dies. Like that's how it's perceived by everybody mm-hmm. else. But it's him. He's like, he's, like. I have a question out. for you. Yeah. In Freddie versus Jason, who won? <laughs> oh, shit, you know I don't remember. Does it matter because we I don't lost? Think it matter. Exactly. <laughs> It's the alien versus predator thing. Like, no matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how long did it take marketing to come up with that? <laughs> yeah. 
I, you know, I don't remember. That movie is so ludicrous. How about Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator? Ah, uh, that'd be the shit right there. Versus uh, all of our wallets, because I will shell out. I'll see that shit. If they make that, I'm going. Yeah, but you'd see it on like a Sunday at five for five dollars. It's true. <laughs> Sunday or actually with a with a uh, gift certificate that somebody's given me. Oh, so I never like buy. I don't even buy movies anymore, like because I have so many gift certificates to movies. AMC gift cards. I'm gonna go. Six they don't pay us. They don't. They don't pay us. They don't pay us. Jerks. But you know, if you want to pay us. <laughs> yeah, we'll take your money. Um, anyways, uh, so what were we talking about? What was the point of all of this? Um, <laughs> well, this is Fright School. Where right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the movie obviously has some bad uh, '80s stuff in it when you look at it now. But I remember seeing it as a kid, and like. You know, again, like, Freddie has always been there. You know, I, I was born in December of 84, so he was already out there doing his thing. So I remember very early in life, like, seeing Freddy Krueger and, and um, watching particularly this one. But the sequels, Dream Warriors especially, that, like, I freaking love that movie. Uh, it's funny, though, the scenes, like, where, like, they're having sex. I remember as a kid... Um, where Johnny Depp's on the couch and he's all like, "Well, you know, like, yeah, morality sucks." Yeah. And they're all making all the noise. I remember at like we were asked, like, "What are they doing?" And my mom was like, "They're praying. <laughs> 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 they're praying." Moving on, you know, which is which is also very funny. It's like you know we could watch a horror film but not talk about like the sexuality of it, yes. which further drives home the point of the whole film is making is this sort of sexual repression and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and punishment, the morality play of it. Either way, she was on her knees for both. Exactly. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I love the story about where it like came from. Like, I don't know if you read any of this. So, no. like in the '70s, uh, Wes Craven had seen these these uh, series of articles in the LA Times where these men from Southeast Asia, uh, from like immigrant families coming from like war and all this, you know, we're having a lot of trouble sleeping and having lots of nightmares and like three of them like died in their sleep, but there was no connection made. And he just thought it was really creepy and sounded very, you know, odd. And that was sort of like began the, um, the seeds uh, of the story that the, the deaths of these like three men that nobody really ever connected. Uh, and then of course, Fred Krueger is named after his childhood bully, Obviously, really, which is also in um, in uh, Last House on the Left, one of the guys' name is Krug, also named for the same person. Uh, so yeah, you know, don't bully people, or you'll become like a famous villain. Oh, I don't God. know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, we always I, it's always that thing, right? It's you know, don't piss off an artist because you'll live forever. It's just yeah, it's true. <laughs> now your name is synonymous with <laughs> yeah, with child molesters, with child molesters, well, and child you know, killers, but child still. killers, molesters. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I always thought that was cool and and creepy. And then, you know, who knows? It's so much of the rest of it, it, it does fall in line with, like, Halloween and, and you know, and the morality plays of, of that time. I... Um, I did, you know, one, I did choose this one for us to watch because it is one of my favorites. I, I love a Nightmare on Elm Street. I can put it in any time. And I do think that it, it furthered sort of the mainstream, you know, uh, ness of of horror, yeah, um, you know, kind of continued what uh, Halloween had achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 
So what else? What else was in there that you uh, found interesting? What else was going on? Um, I'm I'm assuming that this is like pre-21 Jump Street Johnny Depp, right? Because he... I'm not sure, actually, because he he might have been on television already. Okay. And then got, like, this was his first. I know this was his first, like, mainstream film role. Um, well, I guess Depp's first film role was in I'm on Street. And then he was cast, trying to find out when he was cast in 21 Jump Street. Well, that premiered in 87. So, yeah, he had already, he had done this before. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, it was it was just it was a really good it was a really good film. Like I I the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my my attention is being held. I'm I'm completely invested. I was yeah, completely invested in yeah, the story. Like, it was really great. I was just like, how is Nancy gonna get out of this? Yeah, totally. And uh, the Stranger Things stuff. So like his hair is totally the same as like yeah. Steve's hair. <laughs> Nancy, the same the same freaking name too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Which I think is all purposeful. Oh yeah, all purposeful. Because I think what is it? It's like the the teenagers are in like a horror film from the eighties, and then the adults are in like a Steven Spielberg, and then yeah, I don't remember. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I still feel like we're getting it wrong every time, and I keep forgetting to look it up because I know what you're talking about. But it's yeah. directors. They're like, are ones in a Wes Craven, ones in a Steven Spielberg, yeah. ones in a John Carpenter, and it's like all like each yeah, different. I, layer. I definitely think that the kids are in like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and then or no, the teens are in Steven are in um teens are in a Wes Craven. The kids are in a Steven Spielberg from the eighties, and then the adults would are be like John Carpenter. Will be like a yeah, like a John Carpenter. Or maybe or that's reverse. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, it's clear that there's you know definite influences on yeah but they're all like so such separate things Mm -hmm. you know this is turning so spoiler alert if no one's seen stranger things too bad (laughs) here we go the it's they're just such separate distinct voices yeah that meld so well in the storytelling of that series and i think that's one of the reasons why it's so successful is that it speaks to very specific very specific, a very specific uh, experience of people who you know grew up with those movies from that time period. Right, but it melds them so well, and it makes it all kind of like it's like almost this really cool kind of like slash fiction where it's all you know pun intended slash fiction right. where it's all like in the same universe together. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Like, it, can we imagine if like the ET universe was in the same? was the same um, universe as, like, Nightmare, which is in the same universe as Halloween. It was, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I love Stranger Things. They did such a great job with that. I can't wait for the... For the uh, season two? Season two. You Ugh. want to talk about the sequels to this film, right? Yeah, well, I just want to talk about how, you know, I, I, how much I love them. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch. I have this whole, I have this big box set, plus I have the... the um, remake they did with Jackie Earl Haley and uh, Rooney Mara and oh shit one of the kids from Twilight Keelan Lutz or whatever is oh Keelan Lutz, Lutz is Lutz. in it yeah so we talk we you mean Emmett from Twilight maybe I don't know the big football looking dude oh I think that's his name I do love me some Kellen Lutz. So we talked a little bit about Freddy's Revenge, the gay one. So it's like they're each okay. So <laughs> the gay, like, the gay one. What is it? Oh man, didn't I post that or something on your wall where it was like the original, and then it was like the gay one. 
Yes. The yes. one where they all are in like the institution. The one where uh, there's like he has a kid. <laughs> The dream child. There's, you know, the there's like a whole list of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, but like reduced to <laughs> like the bare bones of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like I posted it. Somewhere. You you might have. Ugh. That that kid that gay one. I was like, the moment he got pantsed and revealed his um, his jockstrap bare ass, I was like. Really, Queen? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the shower scene, the um, <laughs> the shower scene, the, um, he somehow has a fever dream that leads him to a leather bar. Like, they, you were telling me once that, like, that someone put that in, but no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like they wrote it. It seems to me like how did they not realize how homoerotic this movie is? Because mm-hmm. they all say that they're all like, "No, we have no idea." Like nobody knew how gay the movie was until after it came out, and I just feel like that cannot be true. Like somebody had to been, but then again, like how do you release that? Like yeah. in '87, it just seems to me like there's no way that could have that anybody would have agreed to have released it if they knew how like gay it was, <laughs> you yeah, know, how gay it was, it, how so, gay uh, it was being. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's one of those mysteries, you know, cause the guy, the lead was gay, but he didn't, wasn't out yet. And so it just adds this whole other level to it. So the whole thing, yeah, it's very, he's gay. That, that guy yeah, who played the him? character, mm-hmm, Mark, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shoot. You would think he'd be there being like, and you want me to do what? <laughs> well, he was in the closet, you know, and very uh-huh. like, in, you know, in the closet. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's not like he he was out, you know, and proud. What was his name? It's Mark something. And the feel of the second Mark one was... Mark Patton. And the, the feel of the second one was also like, was very interesting too, because totally it was just... Totally different. It was very like, I kept thinking like, um, Edward Scissorhands, like very, v- like such bright colors, like very bright and then like darks and grays and then like these huge pastel type things. And yeah, Mark's not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a weird sequel, but I mean a great movie and yeah, one of the, one of the all time gayest horror films ever. So that's that one, the gay one. It's the original, the gay one. And then we have uh, the Dream Warriors, which is still my like absolute favorite sequel. So yeah, so the um, the last of the Elm Street kids uh, live in a psychiatric ward where Freddy haunts their dreams with unspeakable horrors. <laughs> and uh, so their only hope... Uh, yeah, so Nancy returns Heather Langenkamp as a dream researcher and fellow survival survivor who is uh helps them battle him like super so there's like this whole scene where they're doing like dream hypnosis so they can all share an experience so Uh they're so they're learning how to pull each other into each other's dreams and 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 to use their like their own power like against freddie so there's this uh, iconic scene where they're all sitting around in group therapy and they're put into hypnosis and suddenly they're all lucid dreaming together and 
you know, there's a boy in a wheelchair and he's like, in my dreams, I'm a wizard and I can like, and he stands up and he can walk and, I, you know, and I can walk. Wait, could you say that again? In my dreams, It's like I'm they all, wi- <laughs> or whatever. I mean, he's like a wizard. He's all into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, His character okay. is like okay, a big okay, nerd. Okay. You'd recognize the guy if you saw him because he's been in lots of other like okay. stuff in the 80s. Um but yeah, so like, yeah, so each of them take turns in my, what can you do? Like, you know, in my dreams, I can, you know, whatever. And they all become, they're like superheroes who are going to like go and hunt Freddy down. Uh, and they have one Taryn who she's like a heroin addict or something. And she's like, I'm beautiful and bad. And she's got like this big mohawk and switchblades and shit. And she's all like glamorous with like, but very punk rock glamorous. Um, you know, so they all can just do different things. It's, I don't know. It's great. It, it has an awesome, uh, one of the like coolest visuals though. And it is like one of the guys makes like puppets and they're like really creepy. And one of them like comes to life and then it becomes like Freddy Krueger. And then he turns like the guy into a puppet, like with the veins in his arms, they like rip out and he's like a marionette, like walking like through the halls. Oh it's my so gosh. creepy and so cool. And I remember watching that. I have, I have like distinct memories. Do you remember when McDonald's? A long time ago, had I don't know what they were. They were like nug, like little plastic nuggets that you could put different clothes and stuff on. Do you know? Yes, what I'm talking yes, about? yes, 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 yes. I don't know what the hell those things were supposed to be. Like they look like potatoes or something, but you could put hats on them and use things you could collect. Yeah. I remember like getting those like in a Happy Meal and like eating it while watching this movie at my grandma Kay's house. <laughs> like I have a dis- like a distinct memory of that. Oddly enough, tied to. You know, A Nightmare on Elm Street, part three. Uh, and then, let's see, the fourth one, The Dream Master. That's where, um, what happens in this one? Oh, right. So, like, Kristen, who is played by a different, a totally different actress, because I think it's... The first one is, like, uh, I just saw it's it's Patricia Arquette, Arquette yeah, right? Patricia Arquette, but then somebody else plays her in the next one. I think this is the, this is the movie uh, where, yeah, she's, like, telepathically gifted and... Or wait, or she? And I thought that's what they were hinting at in the in the first film, yeah. With with Nancy, when her mother's like, "You just do things. You go out and you do things. You can." Yeah, I'm like, "Are you saying that she's like gifted or something? That she because that's how she's able to pull the hat in?" I thought that's what they were hinting at. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, or that she was sort of because in the movie, in the remake. Um, Nancy is like the focus of Freddy's attentions. So he's like killing everyone around her and like saving her for last. Cause his main goal is to put her into a coma so that she'll sleep forever. And he will all, he'll be able to torture her forever. Ooh, That's like the goal. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, what the intention in, you know, in the, in the original film, if she was meant to be telepathic or just, you know, she's sort of the one figuring it out. She's the, pl- she's the pluck, the plucky, plucky, not having sex with nobody. Cause I'm focused on uh, hunting this guy down and s- saving us all. So I, uh, you know, I don't know if <laughs> she's meant to be psychic, but Kristen is uh, in the fourth film. She's mm-hmm. psychic. She's a slackic. Uh, Dream Child, yeah, that's where Freddie tries to uh, get himself uh, reborn into the world through uh, an unborn child. It's it's cool because it has a 3D segment you can watch. Um, this box set I have came with 3D glasses, so you can watch that particular. Yeah. Um, I think I think this is or no, actually I think I'm getting it mixed up. I think it's this one that's in 3D. Yeah. The Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. 
Just when you thought it was safe to go to sleep, Freddy Krueger is back to haunt your dreams and freeze your blood. Sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that one, that's where like they go back. Oh, Roseanne, Tom Arnold, Alice Cooper, and Johnny Depp all make uh, cameo appearances in that one. So that's how, you know, that that's the one with Roseanne in it. Freddy's dead. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then this one. This is the great one. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So Wes Craven came back to the um, the series to make this this final movie, which of course we now know they went on and made others. But um, this one is set in like the real world. So Heather Langenkamp comes back as Heather Langenkamp, who's raising a son, and her her husband is like a special effects guy. And she's like haunted by like the 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 uh, the, uh, the series, you know, and like she has a stalker and all this stuff, and so it's it's meta, and then like Freddie like is real and becomes like real, <laughs> and like comes out of <laughs> yeah, I know it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> Josh is laughing but... at me because the look on my face <laughs> is is exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp comes back. As, As Heather, Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> yeah. And she gets the gray streak in her hair again, and they recreate, like, a bunch of, like, the famous moments from it, you know? And she has a little boy who, like, Freddie's trying to get to, and so she's got to save him. And, yeah, it's... That's awesome. It's a mess. But it, it, I actually really like it. It's a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's very, very meta. There's lots of commentary. And Robert England is in it as Robert England. And the dad comes back and plays an actor. But then, like, you know, reality is, like, shifting. And he starts calling her Nancy. And it's all very weird. And Nancy. Nancy. So... Nancy, girl. Lots of sequels. Are there more sequels in Jason or Freddy? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um... A Nightmare on Elm Street has, what did we just say? There's six, seven sequels plus the remake they did, plus a television series, books, Freddy's Nightmare, New Nightmares, or whatever they're called. There's a whole bunch of like horror books and and then the and the and the show. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. I, I I can't tell you. I think we we'll have to nine, have our intern look that up. I think Jason X is ten in space, so I think there might be more. Okay. There might be more uh, of Friday the Thirteenth because they really churned those suckers out for a while there. Uh, I I don't know. I like all those too. Those are those movies are a mess. <laughs> they uh, you know just lots of blood, lots of gore. I can't remember. I think I think Jason has like two hundred plus kills or something. There's, More than Freddy. There's a place where that chart. You know, you can go online and find that like chart. Like Michael Myers, you can mm-hmm. find what his death count is based on how many people are murdered or mentioned being murdered mm-hmm. in the movies. And you're next. And you're next. You're next, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah. As for like culture, you know, I mean, again, we're talking about the '80s, so it goes back to kind of like what we're talking about, like Ronald Reagan, and you know, going into um, the AIDS crisis. Right, is that okay. why there's so much blood? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> just, now we're now we're just really making shit up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't know. We're trying to get like more and more into like our own like cohort. So you know, I, I'm not sure how to what to comment on like culture wise in the '80s, except that you know we were still kind of sh- you know I mean Madonna like like a Virgin came out the same year and like Madonna shot to you know so there was such a huge. Um, movement like in female sexuality and that like expression uh-huh. you know so i don't know we'll have to look as as we move on into 
the next movies that we mm-hmm. talk about, kind of look at it through that, you know, as like women's kind of the new women's movement kind of started mm-hmm. the second wave, like feminism was really taking hold as women were sort of, um, becoming more upwardly mobile and, you know, you really had like people like Madonna and other like pop acts that were really, you know, starting to, uh, own and and have new conversations about female sexuality might have influenced like why you know that could be why uh we're doing silence of the lambs next is that right i don't know Um, because clarice starling obviously there's a good there's lots of good conversation around her i think we are doing silence of the lambs next yeah and then after that we'll go into the 90s i think yeah well silence of the lambs is is 1990 so that would that would fit I just can't remember what's... Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, yep, Sounds and Lambs is next. Um, oh, one other thing I will say about like the sequels and stuff and about Freddy is like as the as it progresses, he's very campy. Mm-hmm. And he becomes very like comical. So like a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you know, outside the first one have a darkly like humorous, you know, uh, streak in them. That's another reason I really like the Dream Warriors, because uh, there's like a whole. There's like this girl who tries to keep herself awake by putting like cigarettes out on her arms, and like there's this whole scene where like she falls asleep and like the TV. It's like I think Jaja Gabor is on it, and like Freddie attacks her and like kills her, and then like the TV comes to life and Freddie like grabs the girl and like lifts her up and he's like, "Welcome to prime time, bitch!" <laughs> shoves her through the through the TV screen, you know? And then again, it's so ridiculous. So they all come in and they see her hanging out of it. Like, Oh, she must've committed suicide. Yeah. She climbed up and like threw herself into a television hanging off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that seems reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. When like, they're like Rod committed suicide. I'm like, yeah, because the sheet totally like outside the prison cell. Right. Yeah. It's ludicrous. (laughs) That guy, man, he was doing a lot of drugs while he was making them, but he was like really high in those scenes on really? heroin. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, he was, I mean, he's lucky he survived that, but he talked about that recently, uh, or, well, a few years ago um, with some of the anniversary screenings, uh, opened up about his like really bad drug habit at the time. Uh, and it's so funny because like Heather Langenkamp like comments on like, when they were filming the scene, she thought he was just so good, you know, because his eyes were all watery and he just seemed distant and like, you know, like he was really into the scene, but it's like, no, he was just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> He's just strung out on heroin, yeah, girl. Just strung out, just really strung out. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's A Nightmare on Elm Street. One, yeah, again, one of my all-time favorites came out the year I was born. I've always felt like a little special connection, a little Freddy. My little, uh, you can't see this, but my little keychain. All of you listening, but my little Freddy Krueger keychain. Is that not cute? It looks like a little, like, it's a little like worry, a worry doll. Yeah, it's like a worry doll. <laughs> little hat. He's got a little, little his little Oh my gosh, that's, ador- that's adorable. Yes, he he's the derbs. The derbs. And of course, he's got the Funko Pop of it. Yes, definitely have the Funko Pop. My little Funko Freddy. I posted a picture on Facebook right before today, uh, before filming. Awesome. Yeah, with him, because it's adorable. Anyway, so, all right, awesome. That wraps that up. Uh, Hopefully you're all uh, enjoying our conversations here. You know, continue to listen, like, subscribe, rate, whatever it is. Do it all, girl. Do it all. Um, We will see you uh, next time with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Put the lotion on the skin. (laughs) Bye. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 